Welcome back, friends. Today we'll be listening to Malcolm Geith's poem, I Am the Door of the Sheepfold, based upon Jesus' words in John chapter 10. But the recording from Malcolm didn't work this week, so our very own Juliet Hulse, who is a budding writer and poet herself, has agreed very kindly to read Malcolm's poem for us. Thank you, Juliet. Not one that's gently hinged or deftly hung. Not like the ones you planned at Joseph's place. Not like the well-oiled openings that swung so easily for Pilate's practiced pace. Not like the ones that closed in Mary's face from house to house in brimming Bethlehem. Not like the ones that no man may assail, the dreadful curtain, the forbidding veil that waits your breaking in Jerusalem. Not one you made, but one you have become. Load-bearing, balancing, a weighted beam to bridge the gap, to bring us within reach of your high pasture, calling us by name. You lay your body down across the breach, yourself the door that opens into home. The beauty of poetry are the imaginative avenues that it opens for us. Have you ever thought about Jesus planing a door with Joseph in their workshop before? Have you ever thought about the pristine gates that kept Pilate feeling safe and protected behind his walls and behind his armed guards? Have you ever spent much time thinking about the gates and the curtains that kept people out of the Holy of Holies? You ever thought about the faces of the people closing doors on Mary and Joseph as they were desperately looking for a safe place to give birth to their child? In just a few brief lines and a few well-chosen words, all of a sudden vistas are open for our imaginations to explore and contemplate and meditate on. How does Jesus differ from the obstructive gates of Pilate's palace? How does he differ from the gate and veil of the Holy of Holies, which was meant to be a barrier? How does Jesus differ from the doors closed on Mary and Joseph in their desperation? How does the image of Jesus carefully crafting a door in his Father's workshop make you think when you then think about what it means for you to be God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works? so much imaginative space opens up for us in the first stanza of this short poem. The 
The first stanza invites us to imagine doors that are different from the ways in which Jesus is the door to the sheepfold. Doors that are not like Jesus. And then in the second stanza, we're invited to think about the kind of door that Jesus is. That he is load-bearing, balancing, a weighted beam, able to sustain all that we bring to him, all the pain, all the joy, all the challenges. That he is able to bridge the gap, to bring us within reach. That he is a door that is not meant to separate or obstruct, but to be the entry point, the place that draws us in. That he is our high pasture. He is a gate that calls us up and into the kingdom of God. I hear the beautiful refrain of the last battle in the Narnia series where it keeps saying that we're being called further up and further in. That he is calling us by name. That this gate isn't merely a practical tool with a function, but a person who knows us and calls us by our names. That you lay your body down across the breach. This gate isn't meant to prevent the needy from getting in, but actually willfully lays itself down, lowers itself as an act of love and care and compassion to all who are thirsty and hungry and in need of God. And that he is the door that opens into home. That this gate doesn't open into someone else's place, welcoming us as strangers or short-term guests, but as children who are coming home. As you listen to this poem again, what might be some of the imaginative vistas that you're being invited to pause and reflect upon today? Is it the differences of Jesus that stand out to you, all the ways that he is not like those other gates at the start of the poem? Or is it all the ways in which Jesus is the gate that leads to eternal life that you need to pause and reflect upon today? Whatever it is that has captured your imagination, I would invite you to pause and reflect upon it after hearing Juliet read this poem one more time. Not one that's gently hinged or deftly hung. Not like the ones you planned at Joseph's place. Not like the well-oiled openings that swung so easily for Pilate's practiced pace. Not like the ones that closed in Mary's face from house to house in brimming Bethlehem. Not like the ones that no man may assail, the dreadful curtain, the forbidding veil that waits your breaking in Jerusalem. Not one you made, but one you have become. Load-bearing, balancing, a weighted beam to bridge the gap, to bring us within reach of your high pasture, calling us by name. You lay your body down across the breach, yourself the door that opens into home.